News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Supporting Ukraine has become a sacred cause among Western powers. This is perfectly understandable, but it creates a dynamic that makes escalation of the war beyond Ukraine more likely and resolution more difficult. That's the view of Jared Toll, Professor of Government and International Affairs at Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. Uh, he joins us now. Jared, you wrote this piece warning about the problem that Ukraine has become a sacred cause. Tell us why you feel that. Well, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. There's an ambivalence to it. On the one hand, uh, I support Ukraine, and I think what uh, the West and Europe is doing is very noble and worthwhile. But there are dangers to to this, to holding the notion that it is a sacred cause, and I try to outline some of those. Why do you feel it is a sacred cause, first and foremost? Because it is beyond the realm of rational calculation. We're not thinking in economic terms about this. We're thinking in moral terms. So it's a question of who we are rather than a question of cost and benefits. And I think that that's valuable and important. But I do think that you risk when you're in a moral universe or reasoning in a moral way about a sacred cause, you do tend to lose sight of the real world and real costs. And so we have to keep those in mind. You're very critical of the Russian action in this. That's not up for debate. But do you feel because one side is so obviously in the wrong that there's a danger our judgment in relation to this is is clouded? A lot of us who were concerned about this war, you know, we wanted it to end as soon as possible. And what I feared and lots of others feared has come to pass. And it has become a runaway war, war with legs, protracted conflict with the potential to drag on. And, you know, the West is part of that. The West is Ukraine's banker, its weapons supplier. And it's split between those who want Ukraine to sort of win small and those who want it to win big. And I think that there are real dangers in that. You talk about the vilification of the leaders of France and of Germany for daring to even talk to Putin. Yes, that's right. And I I think that that's part of the downsides of uh, having a sacred cause. There's the notion that there are people who we have to have to constantly talk to the Russians because they are the stronger party here and they're the aggressive party with the potential to wreck enormously Ukraine and beyond Ukraine. We have to talk to them. And so therefore, it's the responsible thing to do. And so vilifying them for doing that, vilifying those who say at the end of the day, there are going to have to be territorial concessions on the part of Ukraine. I think that's wrong. We have to be realistic about this. There would be people listening to this this morning who will say, this is a black and white issue. You have the good guys and the bad guys, and we've got to back the good guys to the hilt. What would your response be to that? Well, we shouldn't confuse what is morally desirable with what is likely. We shouldn't confuse what is ideal with what is achievable. And I think that if we think in black and white terms, we will end up losing that important distinction. Okay, so what do you think the West should be doing? Well, I think that, you know, I'm for helping the Ukrainians deal with the trauma of this invasion, not burdening them with these kind of civilizational crusades that some of us 
want to put upon them, but not inciting them to heroics or giving the impression that they can fully defeat Russia, that they can fully liberate all of their lands. I think that that there is is too much. It's They're not going to be able to do it because of Crimea. Do you believe that leaders like Boris Johnson are playing with fire when they talk up the Ukrainian cause like that? Yes, I think that the uh, we know who Boris Johnson is and we know how irresponsible he is as a leader on the international stage with the protocol and the like. So he's a known factor to us, less so to the Ukrainians, unfortunately. Liz Truss, a foreign secretary, has talked about the liberation of Crimea. If Ukraine is seeks to liberate Crimea, which is where the Russian fleet is, where the majority of the population support being part of Russia there, that will potentially trigger a nuclear war. Certainly, the Russians will fight vehemently because they see themselves, they will see themselves as fighting invasion. Is it your thesis ultimately, and, and finally, Jared, that there are no happy outcomes to this? There will need to be compromise. I believe there will be an ugly peace here, But I also believe that there is grounds for optimism here. And that is we need to be confident in the fact that though there is a ceasefire and though Russia will have seized certain territories in the long run, let's have some confidence about the fact that this is not going to stand. Instead of having a hot war, let's have a colder, slower war where we don't have the churn of killing and killing and killing of people. Let's shift it to a colder war where the economic blockade, effectively the sanctions that have been imposed upon Russia, can do their work. Okay, we will leave it there. Professor Jared Toll of Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know, do you agree uh, with Jared? Uh, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.